Hi, I'm Jen. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, sobriety date of February 7th, 2014, so nine years, which is a, a miracle. Um, I'm super nervous. I haven't done this in a long time. I used to do this a lot more years ago, and I tried to back out of this about 20 times um, for sure, and I definitely, you know, said I didn't feel like I was spiritually fit enough, and was reminded that this is how you become spiritually fit is to be of service and to do these things. So here I am. I always want to be the funny speaker. I'm not, I'm usually the emotional speaker. So be prepared. I might cry. Um, this is also not the Gettysburg address. It's 10 minutes long. Was reminded of that also. So quickly what it was like and what happened and what it's like now is, is what I'm going to touch on. I got to keep it simple. What it was like for me, um, I'm definitely a very, very, very low bottom uh, alcoholic. Um, when I got here, I had tried um, getting sober three times. Like I, I would go every 10 years, I would go try to get sober from the age of 16. Um, by the time I got sober, I was 43 years old. And at that time it had been six years since the prior treatment episode. Um, I just could never get it outside of treatment. The minute they let me out, I was, behind the liquor store, right? Or I thought, stop smoking meth, I can drink, everything's fine, right? <clears throat> and then I'd be right back uh, on that. So um, when I got here, I didn't have anything left. I was uh, homeless. I was dragging my, um, I haven't talked about this in a long time. Um, told you. Uh, <laughs> I was dragging my kids around uh, to hotels for couches um, and we were packing up and leaving in two seconds flat because most anyone that brought me into their home I would I would steal from. Um, so we got really good at that. We were evicted from three homes, um, literally like doors boarded, escorted out. Um, and got to the point where, where family intervened and they were gonna try to take my children. I had a lot of legal issues. I was facing felony charges and prison time for fraud and, and theft. I was had no driver's license. I had sold my car for $500. Um, and I you know, was in a place, another person that allowed me in her home. And I remember praying, please, help me I want to want to stop right I want to want to stop um and I ended up getting an, an indigent detox uh like concrete floors needed to wear shower shoes and I got into a sober living a woman took me in um and it started from there I don't know I know that I knew someone that I had used to run around with run around with that was sober that said call this woman and I called this woman and she uh changed my life and it was the first time ever that that had happened for me. And I don't know why, um, but it did. And I listened to her. She went to every court appearance with me. She went to court, you know, family court, legal court, <laughs> all the things. Um, and I just started to put one foot in front of the other. Um, I took buses to get to a get well job. I stayed in that sober living. Um, I went to meetings. I was, I couldn't even talk for a while. <laughs> like I was just so a mess um but then started to share um started to let people in um you know just would be told i remember women telling me outside of this meeting i would be distraught like how am i ever going to get my life back right how am i going to get the kids back how am i gonna how am i gonna how am i gonna and they would just 
calm me down and say, in this moment, you have everything that you need. And you say, thank you, God, I have everything I need in this moment. And you take the next indicated step. And that indicated step is like, go get in the car and go to the grocery store right now, right? Like that simple. And that's what I had to do is just keep it that simple. Um, I worked the steps um, and I think I did that to the best of my ability, very honestly. I remember doing the first step um, in the car with my sponsor and all those areas of your life, right? And and reading that to her and just sobbing and, and really seeing for the first time, you know, that every area of my life, my finances, my family, my relationships, everything uh, was a direct result of, of, of me and my actions and my drinking. And, um, and the fourth step, and I was terrified to do a fourth step because of all the things I had done and I didn't want her to change how she felt about me. And that did not happen. Um, and then the ninth step, I would say, was probably the most powerful step for me. Um, literally going and facing people that you've like stolen from or robbed was, uh, it was life-changing and I, and I did it. And I had a willingness to do that, even though it was terrifying. I remember seeing a woman in a grocery store that I had stolen from. Her kids went to school with my kids and I saw her and I just wanted to bolt the other way and literally in the toilet paper aisle, I stood there and faced her and made amends to her. And every time I did something like that, I would get these chills, like this hot feeling all over my body. And I knew it was God, right? I knew it was God. And my life really started to open up after that, right? It was just one miracle after another. I didn't go to prison, right? They kept telling me every time I went to court, you're going to prison, judge wants you to go to prison. Walked in one day, Judge said, stay in your sober living for 12 months. No prison time will put seven years over your head if you mess up again, right? Just things like that just kept happening. I like wanted to go to court and lie. My sponsor said, we don't lie today. We put it in God's hands. You do the footwork, you tell the truth, and you leave it to God. So, you know, in 14 months, I got a little place to live with my kids. Never thought that would be possible. Um, Got a better job, got a better job. So today, my life is completely different. I live in Austin, Texas. I moved there. I was heavily recruited to work, which would be, you never would have thought that nine years ago that anybody was going to recruit me. I help people on a daily basis. That's what I do for a living. Um, I am known in my field for my integrity, which you never would have thought that. People didn't want me in their homes, right? Parents changed their locks. Um, so that's a beautiful gift of this. Um, my children are thriving. Um, I was able to put my son through college. He's in his last semester, um, which was is a miracle. Um, my daughter is a mother. She's also five years sober um, and thriving, and her husband is sober. And I get to be a grandmother today, and that grandchild does not get to see me messed up or fucked up or running. Um, she is everything to me. Um, and I get to be that to her, which is the beautiful gift of this program. Um, and things aren't perfect. I had two of the most tragic things that could happen happen over the past two years, um, major losses for me. Um, but I stayed sober through that. Um, and, you know, I've, I've lost my faith a little bit because of that for a little while. But I'm, I'm what I learned in AA is like, if you start to do the acts, like get on your knees, even when you don't feel it, right? A little bit of willingness gives us a whole lot of grace. Um, I remember that. And I'll just say one more thing and I'm, I'm just going to be done. <laughs> um, 
But there was a part in the big book that I read when I first got sober. I also used to do gratitude lists every day. I want to say that. That was a huge part of my sobriety. Um, but this one thing that I read that said, you know, we can't go back and change the beginning, but from this day forward, we can create a brand new ending. And I loved that line for some reason, and I held on to it always because it's absolutely true, right? Um, anyways, I thank you guys for letting me be here.